the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Amityville Podcast. I'm Pat. I'm Tom. And this week we watch the Amityville Vampire. Yeah, it's just the one. There's only one vampire in Amityville. As opposed to, you know, the other one. He lived in uh, the Amityville Harvest. He lived, didn't he? I honestly don't remember. I think we would have remembered if he did. Uh, My notes are here, but... I don't think anybody killed... Yeah, they don't make any sense to me anymore. Because it's... um, The girl got away... But then the, lim- the 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 funeral limo drove her back, and he was there, in the window, behind right. the other behind the mom. Right, 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 right. Or I'm sorry, behind the uh, the older sister. Even though they would have made a lot more sense as mother and daughter. God, I hate that I remember that much of that movie. Oh. Holy shit! This shit's replacing information I might need someday, like how to pick a lock or a I, birthday. I, or I used to know law things. Yeah. Now I know Amityville law. <laughs> the law of Amityville is basically rule forty, uh, rule thirty four, but with Amityville in front of it. Yeah. Which checks out. Be, that that'll be one of the segments in the movie. <laughs> Amityville rule thirty four. So this one is the Amityville vampire. It is the uh, to date the only film written and directed by Tim Vigil, and uh, don't worry, gentle listeners, I did the double take for you. Uh, He was best known as the uh, writer artist or graphic novelist, Mm -hmm. as the IMDb listed it, of uh, the old comic book Faust: Love of the Damned, which was you know known for extreme horror and sexy times. And taking 25-plus years to finish. Yeah. It wasn't like a full-on... Um, what was the Jim Balance? Uh, Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. That's the one. Yeah. Which, I mean, similar. Like, it's loosely horror themes, yeah. but mostly it's about gratuitous TNA. Yeah. Um, or anything Brian Polito's ever written. Yeah. So it was Supernatural Sexy Times. Yeah. And that's the one. Brian Polito gets me because, like, Belent artist, uh, Tim Vigil artist, but Brian Polito. Does he really do sexy times, though? He writes sexy times, but his whole thing is he. He's known for being able to include the word big boobs in the script. Mm. Because it's kind of his whole thing. Like, Lady Death is. Yeah. And Evil Ernie. Oh, right. He has Evil Ernie. Yeah. Um, See, that's why I know him more from Evil Ernie. That's why I'm just like, he's not really a sexy sex. I always figured, like, the Lady Death thing, like, that yeah. was the one they merged more. Fair. Um, Evil Ernie, I don't think they did as much merch with because it was basically Iron Maiden's Eddie. If you look to your right, you will see the Evil Ernie action figure, which oh. is still in my shelf. In the indie comic book box. Right, right. Because indie. Yeah. He, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, he's Eddie. He's the Iron Maiden guy yeah. with uh, hair metal. Hair yeah, metal. and slightly different pins on his jacket. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Tim Vigil, he made the the Faust comic book, which was later in the early aughts adapted into a feature film by your friend and mine, Brian Yusna. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with makeup effects by Screaming Mad George and uh, co-starring Jeffrey Combs. Because, I mean, Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs and Yuzna? That's, that's an unlikely pairing. I know. And uh, I remember the actor, the guy that plays Faust, the, the character's name is John Jaspers because he's an artist. And it's supposed to be a joke on Jasper Johns. And uh, I forget I forget the actor's name, but he's an Australian guy, and he's like there's there was this one this like two year period where every indie English esque or you know non American actor was in this movie called Blue Juice. Oh God, he's in like this like Faust and Blue Juice are his biggest credits. I think he's also in um, Mayhem that Stephen Wen. Uh, Samara Weaving, everybody goes nuts in an office building movie. Oh shit! Yes, that I liked. That yeah, it was really. Good. I, I thought that. Yeah, I liked it too. I, I think he plays Stephen Wen's uh, boss or somebody in that movie. Okay. But those are the only things I've ever seen him in. But it was just, it was weird because I would look up this guy and it's like Blue Juice. What the hell's Blue Juice? And it's like Blue Juice is a surfing movie uh-huh. with Sean Pertwee, Catherine Zeta-Jones, and Ewan McGregor. Yep. So that's um, your homework, listeners. If if you've ever seen the VHS, the, um, the box art is amazing. The box art because the box art very prominently features Catherine Zeta Jones and and Ewan McGregor, who are not the leads. No, uh, no, not even remotely. <laughs> this was uh, Sean Pertwee's movie. Yeah, Sean Pertwee is the son of the third Doctor Who, John Pertwee, and you know him from a zillion other things. Probably most famously. As the engineer in Event Horizon. Uh, he was the engineer in Event Horizon. He was uh, in Dog Soldiers. Well, yes. Which we've I, mentioned on the podcast I, a few times. I figured I'm just... It, Pat, I can rattle off every other movie he's been in. And for you... Including Doomsday by uh, Neil Marshall. Basically, and general that, Neil Marshall. And stuff. that witch movie with Neil Marshall. And he's in Equilibrium. And Which is Kurt Wimmer, but still. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not... Yeah. Uh, that's not... Uh, and also Neil for... McDonald, Neil Marshall. Right? Yeah. And for anyone listening who's solidly in the mainstream and just dipping your toe in with the podcast, yeah. uh, he was the best live-action Alfred up until earlier this year. Um, on the series Gotham. Unfortunately, in order to confirm whether or not Pat is right, you would have to watch Gotham. I'm just letting you know so that you have it for conversation. <laughs> the show had its highs and lows, stop but it. he consistently through was it. he was awesome. He was a, he was never an amazing bad. Alfred. Actually, he was that Neil Marshall Inquisition movie that came out last year really sucked ass. I saw him watch it. You told me that. Don't, and don't watch it. It was, I kinda, a, it was a bummer. It was so bad. It was a bummer. I haven't watched it for the same reason I've never watched the remake of Rollerball. Like, I've never seen a John McTiernan movie that I dislike. So I'm skipping Rollerball <laughs> so I can keep saying that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would be worth that that would be worth maintaining. Yeah. Because yeah, there's nothing about that new one that looked good. Yeah. That was another thing in like the mid to late nineties where they were just like, Oh, we need a third lead. Well here's LL Cool J. Yep. Cause he has to be in every other movie. Mm-hmm. Playing LL Cool J. Thank God he finally got a TV gig, so that took him off the, you know. That's the it. casting list. I'm always happy when he pops up in a movie that I'm watching because it's like, oh, at minimum, I'm going to enjoy L. Cool J. 
Yes, but I'm glad that it's now been minimized so that yeah. it, it, it's now something special again. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like uh, just a, a rote, obvious thing. Right. It's like, yep, yeah, LL Cool J's yeah. here to do the LL Cool J thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Faust Love of the Damned is in its entirety on the YouTube, and it is a much better way to spend 90 minutes other than watching Amityville Vampire. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out later tonight. Yeah. Or within the week, or... It's soonish. Andrew Devoff is in it. The Wishmaster. The Wishmaster. And a whole bunch of uh, Spanish actors who are trying their level best to make the dubbing look that much better. Gotcha. Now, <laughs> is it better pulled off than Castle Freak? Uh, no, but in Castle Freak, they copped to being in Europe. They did. Okay. okay. Yeah, that so is there, true. There's that. Yeah. Uh, I will say that it was, uh, it's not as good as Beyond Reanimator, which is another Brian Yuzna Spain for America movie. Yeah. But Beyond Reanimator is so fucking good. Beyond Reanimator is a lot of fun. It's, I still think Bride might be my favorite. I don't think Bride's my favorite. Bride, they definitely go in decreasing order in terms of greatness for me. Well, I don't, I don't know why I have a soft spot for Bride. Like, I know objectively watching the first yeah. one, this is the classic. This is really... You like a lot of vagina. <laughs> I just realized that I made gestures, and that's yeah. terrible for radio. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Folks at home, hey, if you've never seen Bride of Reanimator, the girl, the female lead is a lot of vagina from Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. And she's lovely. But I, I don't know. It's just I, I think like they like they never what what may Bride of Reanimator should be as good as Reanimator, just on special effects and knowing the characters and just willingness mm-hmm. to go silly. But I don't think they ever developed the script more than just, hey, let's do Rean just let's do Bride of Reanimator. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes yeah. it less than the original Reanimator. I think uh Yenz is a very good um I like Yuzna. Yeah. Even though he's he's not a director by trade. He was a producer. I he was think. a producer who wound up stepping into it, and I feel yeah. like that's that's the major difference, is mm-hmm. like Stuart Gordon, yeah. director. Like, yeah. Stuart Gordon, you can watch his movies. His movies always look good. And they always look good. They always have a through line. They have mm-hmm. themes running. Like, there's a lot more going on. Um, and Yuzna tends to take that ball and run with it, but... Just doesn't have the same. He doesn't have an innate, innate sense of like image or like right. makes something like, cinematic. Yeah, has his own passions that push him oh, you know, through, and like that makes a lot of fun stuff. But like Stuart Gordon, there's that. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Stuart Gordon has that extra thing that I connect to. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ever see King of the Ants? No. Oh, that's a later Stuart Gordon one. It's really good. Okay, uh, I, I can lend I can lend it to you if you give yeah. me the other stuff I let let you borrow. Will do. <laughs> but it's got Kari Wer, want to say Daniel Baldwin and George Wen. Is George Wen eating beans? No. Oh, I like George Ben. I like I like beans. I, I, I like both of those things. Yeah. And I, it's also got um, yeah, Vernon Wells is in it as well. Yeah, that yeah. Vernon Wells. Okay, it's kind of nuts. The movie's kind of nuts. Gotcha. I remember this was back in my like actually buying Fangoria as it came out days before yeah. the internet had really taken over, and it's like 
Stuart Gordon is making this movie. He's like, hey, Reanimator guy is making a movie. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty good. It's kind of weird. Like, uh-huh. it's it's not what you'd think it would be. But it's good. And yeah. uh, But yeah, Faust, Love of the Damned. The guy that made Faust is making an Amityville because we can't stress this enough. Anybody can just make a goddamn Amityville movie. Mm-hmm. And as near as we can tell, everybody is making an Amityville movie. I swear, there are more Amityville movies than podcasts at this yeah. point. And we're the only Amityville podcast, so yeah. we're that sweet spot. Yeah, some horror movie podcasts will delve into or dip their toes in the Amityville. This is our whole resin d'etre. And I gotta tell you, I've been wanting to open a vein for the last three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Now, on the plus side, when we have caught up with the Amityvilles, mm-hmm. we are going to hop to another franchise because we're we never need gonna to catch up. We're never going to catch up, man. They're just going to keep making more of them. I think we're hitting the spaghettification. Like the spaghettification? Um, when you approach a black hole and mm-hmm. time starts ah. to dilate and you start to pull in and you yeah. start to stretch out and. What happens to you in an instant uh, of being pulled into the black hole actually takes forever. And you basically, yeah, you get spaghettied out. Yeah. Um, like, scientists do use the term spaghettification, which I think is adorable. No, I think you're right. No, I, I, um, I, when you explained it, I remember. I've heard, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. But, like, I love that that's not just the way we try and explain it. Like, no. that's actually the word they use. I yeah. Love it. Um, and that it's not uh, Rotoni's Rotoni. <laughs> we're not twirling on the way in. No, we're not bow tie. We're not bow tying into the uh, right into the black hole. Uh, and thank we're God not, we're not wagon wheeling or fusiling. Yeah, <laughs> the fusilification. Everything is terrible. Yeah. And so, then it gets to the end of the black hole where everyone gets their angel hair pasta. Oh God. It's a whole heaven-hell thing. Everybody died at the end of that movie. It's really, really clear. I've never... Oh, the Disney film? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen it. Um, well, I'm spoiler... Every, I'm, I'm tempted to see it every so often because the robot looks like a fun toy. It was literally the first thing I watched when I got Disney Plus because yeah. I wanted to watch it in high def. Hmm. I, have, I have several toys from it, including some from recent years. I those, love that movie. Those Diamond Select robot toys look like fun. But I've never seen the movie. Yeah. But we're going to watch the vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Let's watch Amityville Vampire. Dire- yeah. Written and directed by a comic book guy. Which, and, how often does that actually happen? That An actual comic book person. Like, uh, Frank Miller got piggybacked. Well, Frank Miller had been trying to break into Hollywood forever and finally like got... Like Robocop 2. Like Robocop 2. And, I mean, yeah. yeah Frank Miller actually has a cameo in it. Playing, yeah. oddly enough, Frank. Yeah. And then he gets but, murdered. I yeah. think he's been murdered in every single movie he's been in. Sounds right. Like, he, he's definitely killed in Sin City because he plays the priest. Mm-hmm. And he also, yeah, he has an uncredited cameo death in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Okay. Like, it's like, like he's the guy that Bullseye steals the motorcycle from. It just all of a sudden you hear a thunk and Frank Miller's head falls into frame with a pen sticking out of his forehead. Nice. Because the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie is better than people give it credit for. I'm not saying it's cut. the greatest. The director's thing. cut. Yeah, that too. Uh, but it's better. It's better than people make it out to be. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, there's the yeah, there's yeah. the there's um, 
Well, uh, Miller, like, yeah, he co-directed the Sin Cities with Rodriguez, and yeah. then he did the Spirit on his own. Ugh. And that showed. God, that was... Uh, James Robinson did Comic Book Villains. Comic Book Villains, which is a... It's a nice little movie. Yeah, it's fun. It's not going to set the world on fire, but it's a good little crime movie with uh, Donald Logue, Michael Rapaport, and uh, DJ Carrie Always. Carrie Always is uh, the heavy in the... Yeah. Carrie Always, the, Carrie always is the ba- it would be like the bad guy for Donald Logue and DJ Qualls. It, it's sort but of the like thing the... Is, like, Donald Logue is also a bad guy. Like Both of them yeah. are the extremes of the worst way to run a comic shop. Yes. Or, well, no, Carrie Always is a crook. Michael Rapaport is the other comic book store owner. I thought Logue was the other owner. No, it's Logue and Rapaport. Right, but Logue is the one who's the yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. He's the shitty oat, like the shitty yeah. part of owning, like your indie store where, oh, your comic book guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hey, do you have anything Spider Man? Spider Man's played out. You should read this instead. Uh, no, listen to your customer, make a recommendation, and sell some things. You're a store. Whereas Carrie always is, I'll no, sell you on anything. Michael Rappaport. I swore that Elways Car- was... Carrie Elways is the crook that one of the comic book store owners knows, and they hire him to steal the old lady's comic books. It's Michael Rapaport and Natasha Leone are the, the owning, the like the, the okay. more mainstream toy company one. Donald Logue owns the indie comic one with, with DJ Qualls, and Carrie Elways is the... Uh, the, the 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 free agent. I'm having a massive Mandela effect sure. right now because I remembered Rappaport being the one hired and no. uh, wow. I prom- okay, I promise to see it. I remember distinctly. Oh, you see, God. Carrie Elways is in like this Canadian tuxedo after he's driven off with all the comics, and like one of them catches up to him and he's just reading. And he's like, I forgot how much I liked comics. I swear to God, I'm picturing Rappaport in that scene. No. Oh, God, this is really, really, really freaking weird. Isn't it great? Like, yeah. who would be the better annoying pair? Carrie Elways and Natasha Leone or Michael Rappaport talking to Natasha Leone? Um, I'd rather Carrie Elways be with Natasha Leone because yeah. Michael Rappaport is yeah. an abuser. Well, we're not going to that's that's, that that's, outside of, that's outside of the movie. But, yeah. I mean, she's had enough trouble. So Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so there's those people. Anybody else really make one? Like, um, like you get a lot of like they they end up doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff, yeah, like, like storyboard doctoring, writing, storyboard, yeah. script doctoring. Sure, but like no, nobody really. I think Frank uh, Miller was really. Well, no, uh, James Robinson. I think made comic book villains first, but you know. Like in terms yeah. of like big mainstream, yeah. Because you'll have direct, like you'll you'll have Hollywood people come in and do comics. Like Kevin Smith came in and did comics, but it was already making yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Or um, uh, Stephen King has directed a movie and he has written comics, but he did both begrudgingly and poorly. <laughs> I actually, actually, I've never, I've never read his comics. Um, he has some really good material in the early run of American Vampires, Scott Snyder's breakout book. Okay. Um, they both wrote stories in each issue for the first oh. chunk of it. Oh. Um, Clive Barker has written comics and directed, but yeah. he 
came to comics as a later step. Yeah, coming from comics and moving but into yeah. film. I, um, I think Clive Barker was more, here. here's the idea and here's the outline of what the first year of the comics should be. Right. And then other people did them. Which, famously, the Wachowskis. That's, that was the one I was about to bring up. Yeah, the Wachowskis came from comic books. Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, because um, they worked on Ecto Kid, right? Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> Love Ecto Kid. And I, f- I feel like they might have done like an issue or two of Harrow's Harrow, Harrow Words of the Abyss. Mm-hmm. That's why that title never took off. It's kind of a mouthful yeah. in a bad way. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's. It's a lot like comic books always want famous people coming in, right? But but, but Hollywood sort, Hollywood sort of knows that comic book people aren't cool. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you have like close breakouts like Ben Edlund started in comics and has done shitloads of writing for television, yeah. uh, some film writing, but hasn't directed a film. And I don't, I think he's directed a couple episodes of shows over he the years. He has to have accidentally directed a couple. He's done right. so much yeah. TV. What about Kirkman? Has Kirkman directed any of those uh, um, Walking Dead yet? I know he's got like I feel like, like he full, might have. I don't know. He's got story credits on The Walking Dead. He did like script out the Invincible TV show, which right. showed and was also like counterintuitively annoying. Like the first, like I haven't finished the first season of Invincible because, well, one, I know how the story ends because I have all the comics, and two, right. I don't understand why he's having so much trouble telling the story as well. Like, I, I was very unimpressed with how things are going, went with the Invincible TV show as compared to the comic book. And I don't understand the choices. Like, like yeah. opening with the just with the glo- the Guardians of the Globe did not make sense to me at all. Yeah, that's that should be like an arc or two in. It's like minor sp- or spoilers for a comic that you know came out. God, like fifteen ran, years ago. Yeah, it um, ran for. Oh no, I'm just thinking about when the big moment happened. Right. Uh, like it, it puts all the attention on Omni Man way too early. In, in, yeah. in the show, like I, I think, think he, you see him kill somebody at the end of the episode. I think he yeah. kills. I think it might have been because anyone watching the show and like jumping in could do a quick internet thing and be like, "Oh, he's going to be a bad guy." Well, let's not wait for that. I mean, I guess, but the story—it was told so much better in the comic. I can understand why they thought they might want to do that decision. I don't think it was the right one yeah, for was, unpacking was, the story. It was a mistake. It turned it. It really turned me off. Yeah, um, but still better. Like Kirkman, I know was fairly involved with Walking Dead while it was still mm-hmm. Darabont. Yeah. But I get the feeling that when Darabont got unceremoniously booted, yeah, uh, a lot of people, Kirk, yeah, did not want to be involved with it anymore. Yeah, and Kirkman still was involved and would consult, hey. but he wasn't in the writers' room anymore. Yeah. Um, he yeah, oh, he definitely Kirkman should, Kirkman should get all of the checks like that, oh, yeah. like like don't get us wrong, but like I I got the feeling that around that time he did some things in the comics very specifically that could not be done in the show yeah like a five year time jump stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, just I, I, to basically I a, distance himself <laughs> from the series I did appreciate Kirkman in interviews said saying like you know in retrospect I'm annoyed that I cut off Rick's hand. Like what? Like now I gotta like worry about this every time I'm plotting <laughs> anything. It's like, oh wait, Rick only has one hand. Shit. 
this was dumb. Well, so you've been listening to Comic Book Corner with uh, Tom and Pat. I hope you've yeah. enjoyed it. Um, uh, mercifully, if, we don't have to watch an, uh, any sort of Amityville movie, and so I guess we'll see nah, you guys next me. week. And if you're wondering why we didn't talk about <laughs> vampires, we were already surprised by one vampire movie. We know another one's going to come up, but the Tim Vigil thing... The Tim Vigil had to, We had it. Like, this is... That's kind of nuts. <laughs> this is going to be the only chance we get to, like, talk comics. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It never comes up in modern society at all. <laughs> the Batman is amazing. It's so fucking good. It's so good. Okay, we have to change the subject yeah. or else we'll talk about that. All right, um, we'll see you in a few minutes. Yep. Let's watch Amityville. Man, wouldn't it be something if there's no vampire in this? That would, that would be classic that Amityville. That would be funny. That would be funny. Like, you like know. the inverse of the the harvest one, where it's right. like, oh, you, oh, you thought there'd be a vampire. Yeah, or toy box. Let's avoid the toys, but clown house. Okay, let's go to the toys and avoid the clowns. Oh God, yeah, there was and no point for thank you everybody clowns. involved with the toy box and clown house uh, movies for listening. Um, hell, we're thank you everybody friends. for listening. Um, yeah, and we'll take feedback because we're giving it so. No, we haven't done anything wrong ever, and our takes are perfect and amazing. What are you I talking about? I said feedback. I didn't say we'd listen. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. All right. No, we'll listen. I didn't say we'd incorporate. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, see you guys in a minute. Hey, we're back, and there were vampires. There were. And you know what? There was a lot of that I wasn't expecting at all, especially in the last 15 minutes of the movie that heretofore had none of it. Something that destroys the resale value? A lot of rape! A lot of rape. Like, a lot of rape at the end of this movie. That's... Half the characters, that's their motivation. Half the remaining characters. Half the, well, we had we had to add three rapists because mm. we had run out of characters in our... Anyway, we'll get to it. This, 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 this is oddly one of the better piece. ones. This is oddly one of the more enjoyable Until ones then. in the last couple of weeks. Like, wasn't it like within like a minute of me saying I'd been enjoying this one? Yeah. It's like, and literally a rape van drives yeah. up. And it's, we're going to have our comments and our complaints, Jesus. but we Trigger were having... warning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but we were enjoying ourselves. We were sure. having some laughs. We were like, Ugh. all right, yeah, let's... Uh, so this is, yeah, this is oddly an anthology film. Mm-hmm. It starts in a completely separate place. It starts in the Amityville house. It starts in the Amityville house. Uh, the mild tether to all this. Yeah. Um, but appreciated. Yeah. You know. There's a cl- uh, crimes cleanup team. Crime cleanup team. Crime cleanup team. God, I'm finding tongue twisters tonight. That's because you've been drinking for like the last three hours. It was. He's been drinking whiskey this entire time. I instead of lewd, gentle listeners. I have been watching the Stone Cold Sober because of my professionalism. Hey, that's your decision, man. You're supposed to say it's your professionalism. I respect. Or I admire your professionalism. (laughs) Is a decision that I could admire. There it is. You know, it was. I, I was a little annoyed to find out, like, because of the way it opened with we're at the Amityville house and we have these very uh, colorful p- 
paint on the walls that uh, I thought this was like another continuation of the Clown House mm-hmm. toy box people, but it is not. Yeah. Which is weird. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Clown House toy box people incorporate that scene into something. Right. Well, they are, they're actually paying attention to the franchise. They are. They are trying to make sure that... And God help us, yeah. us. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, like, they're actually... I mean, when you have a Mount Misery Road where they don't even know what an Amityville is... They don't even know what an orb is. They don't know what a horror is. I'm gonna, you know... You're never gonna see it, viewers, but I'm gonna set up a jar... And Pat's going to give me a dollar every time he brings up Mount Misery Road, a movie that we never, ever, ever have to talk about again. I mean, fair, but I'm just saying, get yourself some wants. It's always good to understand where your rock bottom moment is. I still feel like it was the porn. Anyway. But yeah, there's these house cleaners cleaning up a murder in the Amityville house. Mm-hmm. They don't really say whose murderer. Oh, um, actually, you had to step away for a second. Okay. Um, they show <laughs> I up. Had to, I had to step away because I had thrown my pen across the room after I stabbed my legal pad a few times because Voodoo is the most annoying app to use. It took us 20 minutes to get the movie started. After, A, trying to get it to install the app properly, recognize that it was installed, recognize there was an account to watch the free product they have, it made us sync with the phone to verify that the movie was added to the account that Uh then didn't transfer to the TV, so we wound up having to do a casting anyway, which is why I was drinking tonight. Yeah, I had to... You started drinking... No, you, you started... You drank more. Afterwards, but you started drinking before that. That's why I was drinking, not had a drink. Ah, fair, fair, fair. But yeah, Tom, Tommy had a, a behind the scenes freak out and had to step away. So, whose murder was it? Uh, well, being the famous house, uh, the crime scene up people. I'm just not going to say it right. No. Yeah. Um, they show up, they say, ready, and then a title card comes up that says, one month earlier. And somebody goes up the stairs, you hear a scream, a gunshot, we come back. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be the DeFeo murders. Jesus. Just modern day, I guess. I lo- or It's so messed up that, like, because everybody's worried about the Lutzes suing, they kind of rely more... On the real-life actual murders, which is much more heinous. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm glad I missed that. Yeah. Um, so then we cut back to the cleanup, and one of them wipes a wall with a sponge. They and there see flies. some blood. There's some flies in the room buzzing. They see blood on the sponge. They touch it and start hearing whispering. Mm-hmm. Then drips come from the ceiling, land in her mouth... She becomes a vampire and instantaneously. Eats, yeah, and then eats the rest of the team except for one. Oh, no! I was just, uh, saying, just saying, yeah. She she eats. Uh, there's four people on the team. She eats two of them, and then the last one, who's been watching the whole time but not running away, and uh, she the vampire girl stares at the last one and say, "Tell me where is this place? Tell me what it is." And then the the last woman left says it's and then the Monty Python the Monty Python music starts mm-hmm. 
there was it was a choice. Yeah, an odd one. Um, these characters, you can completely forget about. They don't come up again. They the only other reference to them is in the credits where they show additional footage shot by, which mm-hmm. did that explain that. Yeah, but then we cut to our characters, mm-hmm. Johnny the Gent and Fran, aka Franny. Neither of these people are fun. No. Johnny uh, is first introduced by coming into the room and saying he just pooped. I mean, in his defense, I announce it every time I do as well. Yeah, but that's why movie dialogue is different from real world dialogue. And also minor achievements. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he, uh, he, he, he comes in. Oh, that's what we skipped. We skipped the couple, the nice couple. Remember, uh, for uh, after the credits, in which we see uh, our lead actor is is named Jin N Tonic, J I N space N period Tonic. Um, um, we also see a credit, by the way, in the opening uh, credits yeah, for yeah. a camera, not camera, not cinematographer, not director of photography, or camera A. Yeah, but there's just a credit for. A camera. A camera by Jim something or other. But then we cut to a couple on a first date at uh, a secluded area that we would later find out is Red Moon Lake. Dun, dun, dun. This guy is trying to hook up with the girl, and the girl is not averse to it until he gets very handsy and very aggressive. Really quick. Yeah. She, she bemoans that, I thought you were a nice guy. And then he explains how nice guys are losers. I don't know why you don't want, why you don't want to have sex. You're just a fakey no good. You're just a fakey fakey person. Mm-hmm. And when we came up to dick suck point, what did you think was gonna happen? <laughs> I thought it was one of those ironic names like happiest place on earth. Mm. Uh, or how yeah. Custer lived at Custer's last stand. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so the air quote nice guy uh, ditches her in the middle of the woods. Literally drives off. Yeah, just... It's almost funny, except that it, he leaves her to die. Yeah. Um, and she wanders the in the dark for about two, three minutes... In the, like, there's a little bit of light on her, yeah. but it's just her basically pacing back and forth mm-hmm. in dark woods. Yeah. I'm going to assume. Yeah. Yeah. By the Maybe way. the tree line in somebody's backyard. Sure, sure. But, yeah, then she gets attacked by a vampire and she dead. Yeah. Um, and he gets his comeuppance. We do see him later, don't we? No. The, he's not part of the uh, the gaggle of ghosts at the I end. I don't believe so. I believe... So but he isn't. I believe his comeuppance is just that he might occasionally feel guilty about what he did somewhere years down the road when he's called out for it, potentially. But let's not hold our breath. No. No. No, he's going to take this to his grave. He could, I mean, he does say that he could have gotten a real player up there, but he chose this girl. Mm-hmm. And she did not feel honored. Judy, you're not, rem- you're not responding to my maleness. <laughs> it, is, it is possibly 
the best line in student bodies, aka the breather. I don't say that lightly, and I'm up. It's up for debate. But Judy, you're not responding to my maleness. I kind of. Which he says to a dead body. <laughs> I still gotta go with on behalf of the producers. Fuck you. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> student bodies is a much better way to spend. Nine hour and a half. Yep. Yes, it is. So after it's that, it's the They're a dead giveaway. I don't know why I wear them. I'm gonna kill the kid with a gun. <laughs> we have to stop. All right. So then, then we cut to Johnny after his amazing gastronomical achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets out of the bathroom, and we find out through casual and natural dialogue that he used to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now he's a music promoter or producer. Is producer. there a difference between producer and promoter? Yeah. Producer helps get albums done in studio, whereas promoter would get, like, tours booked and, you know, venues aligned, riders gotcha, in place. Gotcha. Yeah. All the bad things on this week's episode of This Week, or Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. It was all about concert tickets and apparently yeah. how you shouldn't go to anything ever uh unless you can buy direct from the venue and over uh or from eddie vetter specifically right. it, it, it'll be fine support your indie venues yeah go to the concert it doesn't and matter. ticket masters evil everything time is a flat circle the world is ending it's fine uh, and yet i'm so quick to anger <laughs> look it's the Bruce Banner. Just stay angry all the time. It's honestly, besides being a control mechanism, it's just easier. I feel like I am angry all the time. See, there you go. Uh, also, it's Daylight Savings Day, and I went to the gym, and work was annoying, and there's a zillion different things. Pat smells. Like, you, you don't know this through the, ra- the radio, but Pat gives off an odor that is simultaneously repellent and enticing. And so I get very conflicted and angry. It's my stress pheromones. Uh, We had a roof leak uh, over the weekend. There was a large rainstorm, and water was coming in through one of the lighting fixtures. That's terrible. It is really bad. That is not good at all. So, yeah. So I might have a little bit of a stress stink that's just going to keep exuding. It, it, it's like you, you, the, the scent screams prey, so you go in for the kill, and then the underscent comes in that says, hey, I'm a wonderful person, love me. And you just want to give you give Pat a hug. Mm-hmm. It's very confusing, and it's just add, like one more layer of frustration to this day. But Amityville, vampire. Johnny is now a music producer... And his very skinny, very bald, oddly wrinkly, wrinkly in ways you wouldn't think would be wrinkly. Yeah. Uh, co worker? They're in a room together in a building. It's never, um, they never even established if that's the studio. I don't know what that is. It looks like a very small, like, real estate office. Yeah. They're just both futzing around on iPads and yeah. next to Baldy McWrinkle Face, he, he got looks- a book. <laughs> he looks kind of like a cross between Doug Jones and the dancing old guy in the Six Flags ads. But not sexy somehow. 
You know what? The Bendy Boys do a lot for your personality. Yeah. All right. I feel like we're. This is how we're getting taken off the air because, like, we hummed along to that song. But so, Baldy McWrinkleface says, like, so you're gonna propose to that girl you've been dating for a while, ain't you? That's not how he sounds. I mean, it's close enough. I think he's also the one that let us know. So now that you're no longer a DJ for several years and have found this career in producing music here at this office with me. It's like that part in Oh Hello where they're finally in the play within the play and John Mulaney, his opening line, he's on the phone, is like, yeah, I guess things are going well since I'm a very successful writer and I live with my best friend who's also an actor. Well, goodbye. (laughs) that is the level of expository dialogue in this film and it will not stop it will not diminish even when we get to again three rapists that are added halfway through the third act it's not even they're not even the beginning of the third act they're at we'll get there yeah so then we cut to Franny and her sister whose name I didn't catch uh I don't think they said that that's fair they're they're having coffee in the park and having a definitely a conversation that two sisters that have known each other Mm -hmm. their entire lives would be having so I told my boss to fire me today Yes, well, I hate you. I hate you, too. You're terrible. You're with a terrible person. It's good to see you again. Bye. (laughs) There's a bit. So they're at a park. They're they're, they're having coffee at a park. And uh, this guy bumps into the annoying non Oh, God. Right, 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 right. right, right, And... uh, she starts calling him out about it. He's trying to walk away, and she won't let him leave because she keeps yelling at him. And then she pulls, she like, she like clicks a couple buttons on her phone. Is clearly recording him, trying to get him to do something. And it's like, it's amazing to watch someone lose the high ground, like to actually see the progression yeah. in action. Yeah. And you did rightly compliment that she was using a phone like a real phone even though the screen was very clearly still blank. I, I, I thought, like, there was some acting. I, I thought, yeah, she looked like she was actually futzing around with it and, you know, we all thought we would have more money for post-production. But we did not. Yeah. But yeah, so this guy walks by, bumps into her, yeah. and just kind of continues on and she absolutely explodes at him. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, uh, sorry. <laughs> And she keeps going. She's really making an issue of it. And she starts embarrassing everybody. Yeah. It was bad. Like, Fran starts, like, kind of, like, shrinking into herself Mm -hmm. to try to avoid being associated. I had flashbacks to no less than four relationships. one friend that you have. That, you know. Oh, friend. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with friend. Yeah. Pete, I don't date. So, you know. I've just had, I've had some misses along the way. That's fair. I was going to make a pun, but it's not worth it. So It was based in the Muppet movie? <laughs> no, it, it oh. was... I, well, yeah, sort of. It's like you, did, you couldn't have turned them into Mrs.'s and that. So it's bad. Gotcha. Miss, miss. Yes? Anytime we can bring up Carol Kane, come on, I we're going to... You know I'm on board with that. You know yeah. I'm on board with the Muppet movie. But anyway, so... Johnny 
It's going to take Franny camping, and he's going to pop the question. Keep that in mind for later. Mm -hmm. The question may not be the question you were expecting. This movie is terrible. (laughs) But along the way, in desperation to get Johnny to stop talking about his DJ days... Fran starts asking him to tell him about the lake that they're going to. And you have to understand, within five minutes of these two driving, I would hope that they would turn the car around and never talk again. Because they clearly hate each other. Yeah, this is not a good relationship. Like, there is nothing that says, oh, you two should hook up legally. They, yeah, they, they shouldn't even, you know, they're not even a good one-on, one-night stand sort of mm. prospect. This like, is like, you guys really are not even close to the same wavelength on yeah. anything. Like, forget shared bank accounts. I don't want to see the two of you debate a check at the end of the night. Yeah, no, you shouldn't be in the same room, let alone a small car with gas. But point is, the chemistry was on point. <laughs> For every married couple I've seen, at least. Except maybe two. I think, yeah, there's like two, maybe three happy married couples that I know. Yeah. Maybe three. We're just saying that they were on a dangerous sideways slide, which apparently so was the car. I know you didn't get as annoyed by this as I did. I mean, I'm not as woozy. (laughs) It was, again, I was curing my motion sickness here. Uh, Not again. It's the first time I brought that one up. I've got to remember all my excuses. I'm not accepting that you got this hammered because I had a little freak out. I'm just putting it out there. A lot of this was because of the movie. There, yeah. thank you. And I don't typically do this. <laughs> no, you don't. It, it was, but you, tonight, you, you've I, had tonight rough, I was you've feeling had a rough it. couple of weeks. And yeah. so usually we we experimented at the beginning of these with like, yeah, we'll have a drink. And then it's like, we're not going to be straight enough That's to do right. anything. Yeah. yeah. No, tonight was, or this week. There's, was, a, lot, there's yeah. a lot of factors. I was a factor, but um, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. But yeah, the car. Therapy. Uh, so... Typically, you don't film a car actually driving while people are in it talking because there's a lot of noise, there's accidents, there's paying attention. Like, we all know that you do that. What? But professionals will have the trees and other background outside the car going in the same direction that one would expect landscape to go. Yes. This was going... Uh, perpendicular, I would say. Yeah. It looked any time you were going... they kept going up. In order to make this work, you keep the perspective going out the passenger or the driver's side window. But they kept doing this three-quarter angle thing, so you would get the whole driver or passenger side window, but you would also get a decent chunk of the windshield. And so that was why it looked... That's why it was giving you the impression that it was like sliding around the car. Oh no! It was it was literally like the clear stuff outside the window uh, to the side was shooting by again at a ninety degree angle past them. So anytime you're looking past the person talking, it looks like the car is basically sliding sideways at a rocket pace down the side of a hill. That's fair. Yeah, it was really, really unnerving. Honestly, like future filmmakers, if you've never watched it, you know, make sure you have an empty stomach and watch uh, Lloyd Kaufman's Terror Firmer. 
Don't get me wrong. It's just a great movie. I've made everybody I know watch it. And if you're a friend of mine and you're listening to this, don't ever say that you haven't seen it because I'll make you watch it immediately. But they, in addition to all the shenanigans and gore and the boobs and everything, there are a bunch of practical uh, tips for filmmaking. And they do show how Lloyd does the background moving and it's all mirrors and people just walking around with trees just walking around the car yeah and it works it perfectly. works it works fine it looks way more realistic than it's again green screen and you know mudslide. trees on a 45 degree angle but so uh John, Johnny reveals that they're going to Red Moon Lake, which has a bunch of legends about ghosts, curses, and vampires. And so we begin story number one, which takes 20 minutes of build of lesbian build-up to not lesbians. So Gloria is... it. Sorry. Yeah, I was stuck in my head the entire time. You have to... It's, it has to be done. Again, I'm sober. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a seven-minute song. It was a 20-minute segment, so oh, you could man. play the whole thing three times, and you'd be good. Yeah. Not enough to wear out its welcome. So Gloria... Oh, my God, I forgot about this. So Gloria uh, is working at a job that is a job, and we never find out what it is. But At Office co- Park at, in Business USA. It's probably the same place they were filming the Johnny scenes it's probably where everyone worked in birdemic yeah yeah so uh gloria's trying to get some work done before the thanksgiving holiday when her co-worker bursts in to let her know that the ceo of the corporation is coming in and what is the ceo's name patrick lilith a thanos the millionaire the millionaire this name is presented as if it is perfectly normal and famous. If, like, honest to God, it's actually the first, it's first mentioned by Johnny talking about, it was like setting up the story, and it's like, this actually involved Lilith A. Thanos. And Franny says, The Millionaire? As opposed to, That is the stupidest name I've ever mm-hmm. heard. No one on the planet Earth has ever been named yeah. that. Or Lilith A. Thanos, the kid that runs the cart down at the end of the. Park, I got nothing. Yeah. I don't know. Of the new There's one. no other Lilith A. Thanos. Wait, wait a minute. Not of, like, the Bridgehamptons Thanoses. <laughs> wait. Lilith A. Thanos that, you know, batted for the Red Sox back in the <laughs> 70s? <laughs> she was a Southpaw, wasn't she? Believe so. That's how she got to be a millionaire. Fun fact. Thanos wore the Infinity Gauntlet on his left hand. My game runs that deep. Well, he was sinister. Hey. All right. I'll give you that one. Uh, so, yeah, Lilith A. Thanos, and the millionaire. The millionaire. The she, owner of the company. Who looks like uh, imitation girl Lestat. Uh, the note I have is uh, flow from the progressive commercials doing Energy. sexy Thomas Jefferson cosplay. That does explain why I was so horny during this sequence. Mm. Puffy shirt, weird wig. Like, full, like, curly pirate shirty stuff. You have a type. I do. Cosplayers. Um, 
<laughs> not full furries, though, because, I mean, you still need to know who you're talking to. Yes, definitely not full furries. That would be weird. So, Glor- Gloria is almost done her work <laughs> when uh, Lilith A. Thanos just, just burst into the room. And they have, like, it's basically the ten minutes of every lesbian porn movie prior to the sex except it goes on for like 15 minutes and after a while it's just like are we are we doing this like i don't want to watch another amityville porn but this is just weird that this is taking so long (laughs) like um gloria is wearing an air quote business shirt (laughs) that is straining so hard and she's a very skinny actress mostly skinny there is one place she's not skinny. Well, she's wearing a push-up bra. Right. And it's working. <laughs> but In every sense of the, the word. The shirt was not made for that. No, no, it was um, not. <laughs> it like, looks like it was painted <clears throat> onto her. It's pretty great. Yeah, like you could hear the buttons straining, like mm. the hull of a submarine buckling <laughs> as it gets to a certain depth. Yeah. 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 So... It's basic, like, it's this bizarre cat and mouse conversation that's literally about nothing. Yeah, my notes totally ran out of everything. Yeah, no. And then, like, eventually, uh, sorry, I was about to say Lestat. Lilith A. Thanos, who does have glitter all over her face. Thus, oh, yeah. Uh, All the vampires have uh, hints of. Yeah. Bit of a sparkle. Yeah. yeah, Not like full on. Sunlight reflection, but yeah. Yeah, we're not completely in Twilight territory, but that's we because. We are fans. Not fans of Twilight itself, but a lot of good people came from it. Oh, no. As we're learning. No, 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 not us. I'm talking the movie is a fan of Twilight. Oh, the movie is a fan of Twilight, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got the wrong parts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but so. Lilith A. Thanos, the millionaire, invites Gloria up to her cabin by the lake for Thanksgiving. And uh, Gloria drives up and is immediately stopped by a woman covered in blood running down the road. She gets out to try to help when all of a sudden a a white-haired man... Pelty Pelterson, I have noted. Yeah, long white hair... Actual white hair. Like, Lilith was wearing a wig. Mm. This guy's hair is au natural. He is wearing no shirt. He's wearing a fur coat with no shirt underneath. That's why uh, he's Pelty Pelterson. He's got oh, yeah. his own pelt underneath the animal pelt. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. And he mm. immediately says, like, what is it? Shut up, bitch, and punches Gloria out. Yeah. And then Gloria wakes up in a dungeon in her... Really, really cute red under matching underpants or underwear rather, mm. and, uh, and and with all of her outfit like underpants and just the business outfit, uh, set this story in a very clear timeline of Let's how did uh, how did this dude ever know the story? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, or and or this is how this dude is telling the story. You know what? Actually, yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll go with... Although, uh, at the time, like, while we were watching it, we were hoping that the twist would be Johnny's uh, dragon Franny up there, you know, to be a sacrifice to Lilith or something, and then he's part of the vampires, because that would be, you know... Okay, 
little twisty thing. Yeah. Together, but now, so. instead, he's just telling his uh, potential fiance uh, this horny uh, vampire fiction. lesbian fiction. Yeah. That's Office Park Vampire. Yeah. Uh, Office Park Vampire coming soon from probably Asylum? I would assume. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't even think. Sci-Fi Channel, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's it's kind of funny because the the actor playing Gloria, she's she's tied up. Her hands are suspended above her, and she's supposed to be kind of, like, struggling and or writhing, but really she's just doing body rolls over Yeah, and over kind of like mild belly dance warm-up. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> Once again, it was like after like the first office scene, we were here, we were in this scene, and I'm like, but are we going to do this or what? It's just There's only so much I can take before it's like the boredom and the anticipation is getting annoying. But no, uh, first... Uh, Pelty McFelterson kills the uh, the other woman and catches her blood in a chalice. Correctly, an actual chalice an and actual chalice. like gets most of it in there. Like yeah, unlike those idiots at the Amityville Academy. Fucking embarrassing. <laughs> we were watching. We were talking a lot of Letter Kenny tonight. Yeah, but um. Uh, so yeah, uh, we find out that Gloria has been picked because she tried to commit suicide years ago. Mm-hmm. Even called nine one one. Well, she called not. She changed her mind. <clears throat> right. She she she, she had uh, done whatever, or she cut her wrists. Yeah, she had cut her wrists. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. She had tried to commit suicide. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, having but, watched the movie, it was unclear what you were saying. Gotcha. Uh, actually, my notes on this line, I'll just say them verbatim. Tried to suicide, called 911. Someone has dogs. Drink her empathy. Slit throat. I mean, in my in your defense over here, I have lesbian already! Exclamation point. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Checks out. Uh, but yeah, uh, she's hanging there being told that she's going to be drank because... Having been suicidal, her suffering has a different flavor. It, it's like she uh, Lilith explains that uh, vampires can absorb the emotions of the people they drink. Mm-hmm. So the first, the other lady in the uh, the dungeon, they had picked her and killed her because she had taken in all these stray dogs, and her empathy was so great that the vampires enjoyed feeling empathy, even though normally they wouldn't. Uh, mm-hmm. With Gloria, the sadness that she had felt was so exquisite that, you know, the vampires wanted to partake. That makes a lot more sense because typically when I drink a suicide, it's just mm-hmm. that I'm at Taco Bell and I hit a little bit of each flavor as I go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You lost me at Taco Bell. That's just, 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 just. There's not one in the city. Just like finish yourself. <laughs> You're already dead inside. <laughs> Anyway, the glorious story, that is the end of it. Lilith A. Thanos, the millionaire, will return. Yeah. Good blood. <sighs> so we cut back to the car. I think I've written. This has been a story. Good blood efforts. Um, Johnny's side Good of the car is on a smooth road, but uh, Fran's side of the car is on a very bumpy road based on the camera work. It would have been funny if, like, Johnny was driving 
normally and sitting normally in the car, and Fran kept tr- like was bumping around as if yeah, no, she it was just in a the camera. Car. Yeah, I know, but what, yeah. yeah, either or, if they just kept shaking it to make the whole thing match, but. it's like driving up parts of Charles Street. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. driver's side is fine, but the passenger side's hitting every one of those grates. Yeah, yeah. The um, regional humor. Hope y'all like it in Australia. <laughs> On, in Australia, the potholes go in the opposite direction. That's the Coriolis effect. So, I thought it was the Coriolis effect, but... No, that's when, like, the son of a local news weatherman becomes a uh, smashing success on television. Ah, uh, that'll do it. Yeah. David Boreanaz's dad was my, was my weatherman on Action News 6. What? He was a nice guy on the news and everything. Yeah, yeah. great. But, anyway... David Boreanaz is from Philly. It's awesome. So, Fran, having complained about how much she hated the story, immediately asks for another one. Because Fran's annoying. And that's how we got five Transformers movies. You shut your whore mouth. We got five Transformers movies because we don't have enough time to make more Transformers movies. Because there's too much stuff to tap in the well of Transformers. We just need to get better filmmakers behind the camera. You motherfucker, I'm getting another soda. You tell them what this one's about. That's why I said five and not six. Bumblebee was good. Bumblebee was good. We agree on this. Don't try to placate me, motherfucker. My math checks out. Anywho, uh, yeah, um, Johnny tells another love story, um, well, the last one was not really a love story, but he is asked specifically to tell a love story, so he brings up old man Caleb and his wife, um, and they are grieving over the death of their daughter. If you're getting any sort of, uh, Julia Roberts vibes right now, ooh boy, Nicholas Sparks, look out. <laughs> Um, anyway, they're grieving over their the fault, recently the lost... losses in our bars. Oh, boy. Yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, they're grieving over the loss of their daughter. Recently, um, the grave is right in front of him. He is literally tapping it down with a shovel. And he's giving even worse expository monologues than anybody we've seen before in this film. It was amazing. The five stages of grief are overacting, method acting, scene chewing. A layer of bargaining to all of it. A layer of bargaining mm-hmm. for, you know, your career. It's like, how, God, how could you take her away? We prayed to you every day and we love you and now my wife is dying. And, now, and luckily I have my roommate that I live with. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I think you actually just gave an excellent example of the fact we're literally explaining all of these movies to you. That's that's what we do with this podcast, and we are not nearly as explicit in the exposition as this movie is when yeah. it wants to. Yeah, it's bad. This is a bad movie. It's not great. Haven't even gotten to the rape. Don't and the worry. thing is, we're going to get there, and there's going to be a lot of it. Mm-hmm. We have our problems with the movie. We were actually enjoying we the were. experience. We were enjoying the movie. Gaffs aside. Boat loads of rape. Van loads of rape. Anyway. Van loads. Much more appropriate. Van loads. So Caleb goes back, goes from 
hit the Chastity's grave, which I got I gotta believe that's like what, maybe half a mile down the road from the cabin they live in? Which again is on Red Moon Lake, which is in California, judging by every single license plate in the yeah. film. Which so if you remember from any of the previous five hundred episodes of this podcast, Amityville is in upstate New York. Except for the three where it's in Nebraska. I said Amityville is in upstate New York. Oh, right. Those were found. The, 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 right, 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 right. leave yep, 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 Amityville yep. are in different places. So maybe the lamp was in the back of the van. No, that's it's giving the them tent. credit. It's I'm the, not helping, it's I'm the, not helping it's, them. It's the tent. I'm not it's helping the them. Tent. It's the tent. <laughs> anyway. I'll allow it. C- Caleb walks back to his home where Catherine lies moaning. Because she is dying. What is she dying of? Don't worry. Doesn't matter. Because, knock on the door, it's Lilith. In a di- with a different haircut. Wait, Lilith A. Ta- Thanos, the millionaire? No, Lilith A. Thanos, the, rec- the lake recluse. <gasps> I wonder if they're related. I don't I wouldn't think that. Nah, it's, Lilith, that's a stretch. Lilith explains that she can save Catherine and end all of her suffering because she is, in fact, the biblical Lilith, the first woman created by God and then spurned by Adam and then also God, mother of demons. No? <laughs> wow. I, no, no, I, no, no, you're, you're completely Pat. accurate. Um Caleb, she keeps trying to get Caleb to invite her in. Caleb starts screaming about God, like literally screaming. like, what? No, God will save her. I don't need your help. And yeah, I don't know why I'm shouting either. Well, I mean, he had always been shouting. We knew this. He has never not been shouting. It's now about God. Like previously, he had been shouting at a crucifix, (laughs) blaming God for not helping. Before that, he was yelling about soup. I'm not kidding. He was yelling yelling about about soup. You have to eat your soup, Catherine. You don't eat soup. No, you drink soup. You drink soup. You slurp soup. You do not eat. You do not eat. Anyway. It's, it's like that old uh, short story, The Confessions of an Opium Eater, which was like, oh, it always struck, like, it sticks with you because the title is Opium Eater. The, the, right. the author is like, you know, yes, I know. You drink it, but I call myself an eater. It's like, okay. Anyway. Um,. So, Lilith, Lilith says, if you invite me in, I can fix everything. You know, they just can't come in until yeah. you invite me. That's for what, reasons. That's what Comcast Completely. says, too, but... Oh. God, they do suck the life out of you, too. They really do. And Caleb's not, have, not buying it, because Caleb is strong in his faith. And then Lilith says, wait to sweeten the deal and or prove my power. Look. Here We've got a daughter. special guest backstage. Special guest, Caleb, this is your death. Uh, <laughs> Chastity, the heretofore dead daughter, is very much alive. You can tell by the energy in her eyes, which is always... Directed at the camera. Now, you have to understand, this is an old-timey scenario. This is supposed to be in some sort of before times. We know because most of the cabin has been candlelit, except for the parts that... Definitely have overhead lighting. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess um, right. Very, 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 very clearly overhead lighting. I did not lighting. pick up on that. 
Yeah. But, but you're right. But his daughter is raised from the grave and now has to look at cameras. What the fuck are these things? <laughs> so she cannot keep her eyes off of them. It's it's like watching a Jonathan Demi movie. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. It's like watching the end of Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he's waiting on his line. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. literally staring at the camera then occasionally looking at what's going on in the scene. And if this isn't what's going on, and I will... Allow that maybe the director just set up the eye lines so terribly that it looks like she's looking straight in the camera. Yeah. But it looks like she's looking constantly at the camera. And trying to suppress a laugh. Yeah. She looks like she's having a great time. She does, which is good. I'm yeah. glad everybody was having fun. It did seem like, for the most part, people were having fun on this. I mean, it didn't seem like... Like, it's not a miserable movie, so it's like, one would hope... Yeah. This one seemed like a lot more fun to make than... I'm sorry I have to say it again. I swear to God. I swear to God. They're not a happy couple in that one. They're not. They're just not. Wait. Really? I don't think that they're really that good a couple. I, I don't think they're that good a couple, but they seem to be having... No. No. We're not. We're not. We're not. I, I, sort of I apologize and for God. the short detour. It's like 50 of these movies. That's the one you have? Okay. Anyway. So it's. Uh, I just. I so apologize. Uh, it's what's wrong with everything. So obviously Caleb caves, invites the girls in. The girls take care of Catherine. Which, spoiler alert, they turn Catherine into a vampire. Dumb to luck. I know. And then they all eat Caleb. The end. Except that, again, this this sequence as well goes on for like twenty minutes of. Mm-hmm. Lilith trying to talk, talk Caleb out of loving God. Caleb shouting in her face about how much he loves he loves God. Yeah. And then, like, that great scene where he goes to cut wood after he gives his wife to the vampire. She's like, man, I totally made the right choice. God loves me. This is going to be great. It's not great for him. Oh, Caleb, you backed the wrong horse. He is a dum-dum. So, we've now reached the end of the second mini-story, where we meet a bunch of characters, they have something going on in their life, and then they just get eaten. By a vampire. By the same vampire, Lilith. In a way that satisfies none of their character arc. No. And because Tim Vigil is probably not a great storyteller, this is the last story told by Johnny the Gent thus violating the rule of threes. Well, the third story is the one we've been living to... This is the routine instead of the spaghettification. You should have done... They should have had that be the fourth. You gotta... That's not the Oh, I know. I I know this. You know this. Everybody at home knows this. Tim Vigil does not. Man, I hope he's not listening to this. He's gonna be angry. But anyway, so we cut back to Fran and, and Johnny. Criticism. I'm sorry? It's constructive criticism. I mean, it's criticism. I don't know how constructive it is. If you learn from it. Fair. So, Franny's got to go pee. So, they stop at a rest stop, which also has restula. <laughs> like, the woman with the gargantuan boobs that are falling out of her bra. Imagine Jennifer Coolidge playing the role of Blaze Star. Yeah. It's act yeah, if this woman had been a glow, 
the glamorous lady of wrestling, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. But we never really get her backstory. Other than that, she's a fan of former DJ Johnny the Gent. And she need, she wants him to autograph her boobs while his uh, soon-to-be fiance is peeing audibly in the bathroom. Yeah. There's a lot of sound effects out there. A lot of sound effects, but it's sound effects, not yeah. in-camera audio. Not in we're not going audio. back to that no, one. We're, we're not. not. We're done. We're done with it. Exactly. Um, and so this is... Uh, in we, her- of course, get to see the big boobs. Yeah. Now, before we before we see them, um, she... Really shoving them in his face. She's all over him. <laughs> she's really hot for him. She says point blank that her nipples are so hard you could bounce a quarter off them because that's the phrase it's not like your ass is so hard you could bounce a quarter off it or or, your nipples could cut glass yeah no it's uh or maybe it was a joke maybe it was like the sexy times version of does the does the pope shit in the woods or that train has sailed yeah yeah i would agree if there was anything clever in the movie that Back that up. I know. But, you know, can we pretend? Let's just pretend. You know Let's what? Let's just pretend it The was guy there. that made Birdemic came up with the word Birdemic. <laughs> and that was one. And then there was everything he did. Birdemic. <laughs> you came up with a good title. Everything else in your career says you didn't come up with that title. Dr. Acula. Doctor. Uh, I get it. I don't like it. anyway so Fran of course shows returns from the restroom when you know the boobs are being shoved in his face and there's you know another big misunderstanding like three's company and then it's over because again nothing there's no sense there's no rising action to this movie things just happen and then mm-hmm. they are done happening. And then we move on to the next thing. Yeah. The fight that you're expecting this couple to have doesn't happen. The redhead popping up later in the film doesn't happen. That no, scene does doesn't matter. Just was there? Yeah. It's that scene was hitting south of the border on the way down to Florida. Yeah. But here's the thing, we're stopping for it probably for too long. Okay, I guess some people are impressed by that. I mean, boobs. Right. Always have to see a pair of boobs. Not every pair of boobs. I'm not judging the quality of the boobs. I'm just saying, oh, look, boobs. Just saying. Beggars can't be choosers, Pat. Maybe you can Maybe you can choose. You, you're not begging, so you can choose. I, I guess I'm in that spot, yeah. I well, mean, like, I'm not... I'm not I'm not in a great situation, but I also, <laughs> if I hit the place uh-huh. where that scene does it for me, I, I, I really, I really just need to, I, feel, I, feel I need like, to buy a shotgun. I feel like it's a not for not one situation. Like, is this like plan A? No, but it's not, not something good. Even the categories. I don't know. That sounds like back talk. No, that's just how we normally say. The fuck was that? Other cat's about to puke. Anyway. 
I agree with the puking cat. I bet you would. I also have <laughs> some digestive issues, so, yeah. I don't cough up hairballs because I went bald in my 20s, but... You have an amazingly long tongue. It has to be said. That's why you went bald. (laughs) I'm not going to take credit for the Venom comics, but I'm not going to deny the Venom comics. So we finally arrive at uh, Red Moon Lake... Uh, Fran and Johnny set up the tent, and then do we get our new characters, or do we have the the question being popped first? I think we get the new characters. Yeah, so, new characters. They wait, show up in the A Team Rape Van. Yeah, this is like this is a ninety minute movie, and honest to God, at the seventy minute mark, we get this van that has three dudes and a woman bound and gagged, and they are. Really excited about the rape they're going to perpetuate on this woman, and we know they are because if to keep up the theme and the quality, they are just talking very matter-of-factly and expositorily as everyone else has throughout this whole film mm-hmm. about what they're about to do. It's great. And of course, it takes you a couple of shots to realize that the woman they have bound and gagged is in fact Lilith again. Mm-hmm. Because as Pat uh, hinted at, this is our third story, even though this is not how you're supposed to do it right. with an anthology. Yeah. And uh, when we say bound and gagged, she has some rope loosely kind of circled around her, and she's laying on a mattress that they pulled out of the van. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a bad situation. It's creepy, but for it normal is, people, it would be horrifying. Right, she is but a, it is we know also she's a vampire, but, yeah. we know she's a vampire, and we know that that rope situation is not legitimate. Like, I would like to think that the people who made the movie put it in there, but thankfully know so little about it. Yeah, that they put the thing in there. That's why they don't understand why it's an issue, but also they don't know what it looks like. No, which or, all the better. Yeah. So then we cut back to Fran and John. It's like it's like Western serial level like tie ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> and she is tied to a mattress in the van. So we cut back to Fran and Johnny because you know we can intercut these two scenes and actually, mm-hmm. and and so Johnny uh, gets very serious after dinner and says he asks if uh, says he's been wanting to pop this question, and. It is thematically horrible because he asks about if she's into bondage. You know, Mm -hmm. two minutes after we've seen a woman being forcibly bound and, you know, imminently raped. Yeah. And so Johnny, so Fran, of course, who does not, I'm going to assume, does not enjoy sex, uh, is immediately horrified at the prospect and asks him questions and he tells a story about his own life not another story about Lilith on Red Moon Lake mercifully mm-hmm. um, and uh, then after I don't know how he de-escalates that, uh, that, that argument but then he ends up call, then, oh he says like uh, she oh. asks like how, how why hasn't he ever brought this up to her and he's like because I think of you as you know a wife and like a mother of my children mm-hmm. will you marry me and she stupidly says yes well to 
cover my notes on the same scene. Uh, jumping back, we open the scene with the car alarm going off. Right. Which you hear in the background of the other scene. The, the rape. Yeah. The, the rape gang. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... But you hear the car alarm, and they start to panic, and it cuts over, and Johnny's sitting back down and says, I don't know. I was pretty excited. I guess my penis set the alarm off. (sighs) He says this. This is a line of dialogue. It is a line of dialogue. That is a thing that was... A writer wrote it, (laughs) an actor said it, a director allowed it, an editor kept it in. And Pat and Tom's lives are all the poorer for it. Yep. And if you haven't picked this up in 30 episodes, we're struggling. It's getting rougher. We, we got to figure out how to maintain, how to continue doing this because mm. like this was, this was more watchable than most of the movies have been lately. Yeah. But it's still not it's, great. Uh, but anyway, so. So, so yeah. So Johnny tells the story about his bondage experience where yeah. um, he was only asked if he had ever been a part of a bondage a bondage experience. And as a sub. What? As she a had, sub. She asked, as a was sub. he a sub first? And he says yes. And he tells the story about how he was saran wrapped to a table. Yeah. But he started to freak out because he found out he's claustrophobic Mm -hmm. and that he's claustrophobic and that he's had this experience feel like conversations that may have come up during the relationship earlier. But who knows? I mean, that's her point, though. Like, she does say, like, how has the have you never brought this up to me before? Right. So mild credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah, no, arguably, but yes, yeah, okay, gotcha. No, I agree. Yeah, uh, um, but her reaction to hearing that the experience didn't go as planned, he didn't get his rocks off, which he also explains, like if you're in a BDSM situation, you often don't have any sort of actual penetration. Yeah. <laughs> um. She starts making fun of his claustrophobia from the situation. She just laughs openly in his face about his deep personal fear. Then they go back to talking about the situation where it is now just accepted that he paid for the situation, which had never been brought up before. Mm. And you can have BDSM consensual outside of a financial exchange. Sure, sure. Right, but... Per the movie, apparently you cannot. Well, Johnny is weird. I think Johnny's actually pretty not weird, and he just, he is just occasionally stepped towards weird. He's really making a mistake marrying this girl. They're both making a mistake. Oh, I I agree, but it's like, uh, we're talking about Johnny now. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, like, Franny, of course, uh, agrees to marry him and is very excited and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. oh to his proposal of and I, I wrote right. it down phonetically oh good his, prima- his proposal is Mara oof yeah Jesus Mara it's like kind of an Elvis thing you know what okay I'll accept it yeah 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 you seen the trailer for that Baz Luhrmann movie the Elvis movie no, but I I gotta ask: Is it lavish and over the top? 
Ironically, yes. <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those. It's going to succeed in making me want to listen to Elvis music and little else. Although I do think I have like a triple feature in the making of the uh, ridiculous fat suits of uh, historical fiction movies. Norbit. N- historical <laughs> fiction, you motherfucker. God help me! I saw. Nor- I'm not a good student. I saw Norbit in the theater on a date. That's how few. That's how little was out. Norbit is terrible. Have you ever seen Norbit? Yeah. Yeah, that's that is the reaction of somebody that's seen Norbit. No, the historical fat suits. Al, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, that was a rough one. Yeah, because that's yep, the yep, thing. Yep, yep, it's yep. like it's got to be a fat suit of a famous figure that you can call up an image of, and then see what they did and go, oh, that's terrible. Are we going with uh, Gary Oldman as Churchill? Gary Oldman as Churchill. Nice. And uh, Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. He, All right. He is playing him as if he is some sort of cave troll. It looks... It. You know what? It kind of reminds me of season one of Legion, the way the Shadow King looked. Right, right, right. It's like that. He's just kind of always hunched over, and he's got, like, these Muppet arms. You know, you only see them from the elbow up, and it just is pawing at things. <laughs> and Elvis. I did like, in the, in the trailer, the thing I do love is you see him as a kid reading Captain Marvel comics. Okay, cool. Which, that, that was how, for folks at home, if you don't know, Elvis was so into comics as a kid... That if you look at Captain Marvel, Shazam, in uh, modern parlance, that is the inspiration of all the suits in his later career. Like, with the half cape and everything, because Elvis fucking got it. Yep. (laughs) Anyway. God, that's a question. Would I rather watch a Baz Luhrmann movie for one of these? Yeah, no, I'd rather watch a Baz Luhrmann. They're always interesting to look at. They're a visual feast. They are an auditory assault and, you know, vacuous spiritually. Yeah. 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 God, Gatsby was the perfect thing for him to adapt, wasn't it? It kind of was, wasn't it? Like, in a, in like a, an ironic but not ironic sort of way. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, we're almost there. So, hooray, best, marriages best. for all. Also, best Elvis movie, we're going to go with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. That's the biggest gap. I've never seen that movie. I'll bring it over oh, when good. I return your other I've stuff. I've been afraid to blind buy it. I think Shout has it. And yeah, it's yeah. like It's like, I love all of these guys, but I hate biopics. I hate musical oh, biopics even more. But the meeting of Kurt and Carpenter, I like feel Their like first important. project together. Yeah, I do yeah. want to see this. It's not only where they met, but it's where... They fell in love. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. uh, Carpenter wrote Snake Plissken specifically for Kurt because he was only getting booked on TV movies Mm -hmm. because he was a child actor. And he knew how to hit his marks. He knew how to emote when he hit them. And Carpenter's like, well, if you can do that, you can do anything. So, yeah, let's write you a badass. John Carpenter is of that great old school, like the Roger Corman type of school, where it's like, yeah, 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 if we make a good movie, great. The important thing, get it done on time, under budget, and out the door. 
yep. and in the theater. Everything else, gravy. Like, yeah. it's icing on mm-hmm. the cake. But yeah, I do want to watch that Kurt Russell movie. I love, I love how every, like, if, if you have any John Carpenter Kurt Russell movie on Blu-ray or DVD, one of the best added things of it is they usually do a commentary track together. And it has nothing to do with the movie. Within five minutes, they've completely forgotten that they're there to do a movie Mm. commentary track, and they're just catching up on their lives and sharing anecdotes. And it's Mm. like you're in a room with John Carpenter and Kurt Russell. And man, I live alone. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be worse. You could be Lilith back in the van getting... Raped. Okay, so there are three that rapists. That was a wonderful segue. Thank you. Uh, so there are three rapists. The lead one sends the two underlings off to find out what the car alarm was. And uh, it should be mentioned that the lead guy, Paco, ha- he's he's all, he's wearing a t-shirt, an undersh- uh, like a white undershirt, and uh, he never takes it off, but from the edges... It appears that he, at minimum, has a Samoan black ink tattoo. Mm-hmm. He may, in fact, just have the rocks tattoo on his left shoulder. We do see him with the shirt off later. Do we? I we, Briefly, I and it's not the full-on rock tattoo. Okay. No. Well, we see the other two guys. The, like, the, the white... Underling. I thought we saw each of them individually. Like, I don't think we I see thought I saw the whole tattoo. The okay, well, fine. either way, whatever. Who cares? It. Either way, but uh, so they uh, so it goes back to Johnny, and he is getting more and more frustrated that Lilith is not responding to his, you know, cutting her and you know trying to rape her. We see that. Then we cut to Johnny who is taking a piss and then is unceremoniously murdered by the two underlings. His throat is slit. The narrator of two-thirds of our movie is just kind of killed and dropped and dumped in the woods. Yep. And... Well, he's left in the woods. He's already in the woods. Well, yeah. It is more convenient that way. And you may wonder if he comes back up again. No, that's that's literally just it. Like, our main... (laughs) Arguably our main character for the whole movie yeah. just dies there and now we're left to deal with whatever else happens with all these which new is, characters. Which is ten more goddamn minutes. Yeah. Now that half the cast we've been told to care about is dead. Yup. The two guys make a gentleman's wager. <laughs> Quote unquote. Whoever gets to the girl first gets first dips, which is immediately abandoned when they see the tent, and then they do rock, paper, scissors, and then they disagree on that, and then they go, hey, why don't we just both go raper at the same time? And then they do. Huh? We see, like, a good, Cut. like, there's a silhouette for, like, a good 30 seconds. Of a lot longer than you needed. Yeah. Then you cut away to the moon. And then back to Paco and Lilith. And Lilith starts baiting Paco by pointing out that he is doing nothing that is affecting her. Which, to an extent, I, I appreciated. Like, mm-hmm. I always like the victim being able to uh, exploit the weakness of the, uh, right. the victimizer. And, I mean, his punches were landing a little bit wide. Yeah. Uh, 
If you've ever watched wrestling and said those punches mm-hmm. look fake, it looks like you missed by a mile. He was not Imagine it. it on the regional circuit where they're learning the craft mm. and then pick the worst of the class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's right hand swings, mm. face goes opposite direction, like reacts towards the punch. You really need that referee in there sure everybody's doing selling the thing correctly yeah but so at this point so that's happening and, and uh lilith has been pulled out of the van as is now tied to a tree with the same uh attention to detail as she was tied to the bed to the mattress mm-hmm. excuse me we cut back to franny who has escaped the tent and is running off into the woods the other two guy the other two underlings are you know Quite literally high fiving, because yeah. for some reason, like the last twenty minutes of this movie are utterly reprehensible, and um, so then the two guys meet back up with Paco, and Lilith reveals that she's been a vampire this whole time, and reveals to characters, not to the audience, who yeah. fucking gets it. Yeah, we got it. Um, she murders all three of them. In graphic detail, Franny... Occasionally to the music that's very sounded like to the Gordon battle music from Star Trek. I I didn't notice it, but I take your word for it. Hints of it. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of good public library uh, sound effects in there. There wasn't a Wilhelm, but there was, like, a couple... You'll recognize these screams. Um, But so now Franny is running aimlessly in the woods and she starts being visited by all the ghosts of the people that Lilith has killed including the girl from uh, the bad date at the beginning and I guess yeah no we don't see the, the boy that drove off mm-hmm. uh, we, we get uh, Gloria who's very happy that she's a vampire the other woman I think is there as well uh, Caleb, Chastity, and Catherine show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe uh, Manny from Manny Mo and Jack. Manny from Manny Mo and Jack. Yeah. Uh, um, Pop from Snap Crackle and Pop. Right. Uh, but only um, but TV's I, Patrick Duffy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But only two of the step by step kids. It was weird. You can um, only get so many. They're exactly. step kids. They're step kids. Um, and then. Uh, I don't think John, Johnny's not one of the ghosts. Although we do see all the rapist ghosts. We see them. Oh, good Cause, callback. Because like, like we get like the guy that got his eyes gouged out, yeah. which was a nice effect. Uh, but no, John, I don't think we see Johnny's ghost. Oh, because because Lilith didn't kill him. They're Wait, all there was ghosts. a rule that was followed? Uh, implied, at least. All right, I guess I'll give a half point for that. Yeah, and then uh, Lilith uh, pops up and uh, kills Franny, equally unceremoniously, Mm -hmm. and then we're done. Yeah, some names go up on the screen. And that's it. A satisfying conclusion to (laughs) nobody's life. It, It didn't have to be. Like, if they didn't end it, if, like, the whole rape thing didn't happen at the end, this could have been a decent enough movie. Could have been, been, like, been like, fun. It could have been, been like, something. Amityville Harvest level. They're just like, <laughs> it's bad, but it's interesting enough. You have vampires. Vampires yeah. can be the monster. Yeah. Vampires can be the villain. Yeah. Let them be the villain. Agreed. 
Hey. No, no. The the my faraway look is I'm trying to figure out better or worse than Veronica. The Dan, the Glenn Danzig there is movie. no good that comes from thinking about Veronica. I know. I, I don't think there's anything good from this movie either, though. No, but we're actually on that one yeah. for this. That's but, a good point. That's yeah, good but point. we're not talking about Veronica, nor do we ever need to. You've seen it, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, resale value for me is very low. I, I, I don't know that I can say... No, yeah, no, it's it's zero. The it's zero. Nothing ends like, up in just extended rape scenes. I was the dabbling fuck? in the early side of like, there's some funny stuff yeah. here. Like, it might be a fun way to throw on Lilith beer a and then Thanos. There's a character. Lilith A. Thanos, the, the billionaire. billionaire. Like that. That was good. And oh man, but just man, terrible. all goodwill just completely burned out. Just horrified. Like, we couldn't... It, it was like the car crashed into a wall. We didn't understand what, why this tonal change mm-hmm. happened so like, hard. Why? You're making camp horror. Yeah. With Do you think that's sick. fun for anybody? Do you think that... Apparently Tim Vigil does. All right. I just, I do not understand why. No, no. Like, it's not a light and cheeky kill. It's not a, it's not a, there's no reason for it. There's a reason why, despite most 80s slashers being uh, metaphorically about just uh, physicalized misogyny, Mm -hmm. we never actually do... The sexy sex violence. There's no sex violence in these movies, other than I mean, it's metaphorical. It's it's metaphorical, except there are movies where it happens, but it is a major part of the plot. Like, uh, like I spit on your grave, which is a movie I don't need to see again. No, uh, but but the key difference is it's a motivating action for the main character, and Mm. it is important to that character. It's important to the plot, and it's not just the plot. It is the plot, (laughs) and it's not going light and campy on it. No, no, everything about it is terrible, and it is an angry movie. The revenge she enacts is equally angry and terrible. Exactly. Nobody ever needs to see I Spit on Your Grave. No, no. Like, it's not even one of those, well, everybody should see it. Nobody ever needs to see it. It is... It is a well-done movie. What I don't know how to say it. It's a competently done They film. They achieved what they went for. Yes, they did. And it's not for anybody. No. Much like this wasn't. But it was for a while. This- they did not achieve what they went for on this. No. Yeah, they they really didn't understand what is fun and what is not. Yeah. To the detriment of the audience. Uh-huh. Also, the actor that played Lilith is named Gin and Tonic. Did we mention? I forget if we mentioned I don't think that. we mentioned that. Gin, yeah. Gin, no, we did. I spelled it out, didn't I? Gin and Tonic, J-I-N space N period Tonic. And if I mentioned it before, well, this would be a second time, and it's very late. But I've been drinking. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I have, actually. I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> well, i got to drive a bus down to the other God. All right. Until next time, get out. Get out.
If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 